The big news of the day around the NHL yesterday was a trade, and that is uh, Kevin Fiala uh, goes to the Los Angeles Kings. That's where we will begin the conversation with Elliot Friedman. On this parade day for the Colorado Avalanche, we should mention as well, Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada. How are you today, Fridge? I'm, uh, oh my goodness, what just happened right? there? I mean, I just hit puberty right on the I was going to say, awesome. did puberty just happen at 12, 12.07 <laughs> Eastern here on, the, on this uh, June 30th? I'm only a couple of months shy of my 52nd birthday. It is about time. It's finally, it's time. Uh, it's finally arrived. Maybe we can uh, we can all mature in the process as well. Let me um, <laughs> let me start. I want to get the parade day. I want to get to the uh, the Sea Dogs here in a couple of seconds. I want to get to the Craig Anderson uh, situation yeah, back with, the, with the Buffalo Sabres. There's there's a lot. It's a, it's a very busy yeah. time. But let's begin with the Fiala uh, Fiala situation. I think we all knew that he was going to get traded. I'm talking to Garen here coming up in the in the second hour. He goes to L.A. for a first round draft pick. Brock Faber as well. He's a Gopher plays at University of Minnesota, right shot defenseman from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Uh, second round pick of the Los Angeles Kings. You know, what goes through your mind when you see that L.A. is a team that ends up winning the Kevin Fiala sweepstakes? I'm not, I think you were one of the people, I was going through my notes, like, just yesterday in, in the middle of all this. And if I'm not mistaken, Merrick, you were one of the first people to say that uh, you think that Fiala was a perfect fit for the Kings. Kings in New Jersey. Those were the two that I was on. Look, we, we saw it. We saw it firsthand in the in the playoffs against Edmonton. I mean, the difference in that series was McDavid, yes, mm-hmm. but the difference in that series was also that the Kings. It was a lot harder for them to score than it was for the Oilers to score. And that's what happens when you have two nuclear weapons, right? You have McDavid, you have Dreisaitl, and you can do things. And they can create their own goals. The Kings had to work for every goal they scored. And I I think they looked at it and said, we need a natural scorer, and Fiala is that. And if you look at the contract he signed, I just don't think Minnesota would, would be able to do that. And and Garen basically said that yesterday. We would have had to trade three guys to do that. Yeah. So I, I think it became obvious that he was going to get dealt. Um, I had heard that Garen was motivated to get it done. He wanted to get it done. He got it done. And I think the interesting thing here is the prospect Faber. I think the Kings knew that the guy's heart was in Minnesota. And obviously he's a guy that the Wild know He's in their backyard, and mm-hmm. I, I just think that that was a piece that both the Kings realized was going to be attractive to the Wild, and it was attractive to them. I think that was obviously a huge part of the deal. And, you know, the Kings wanted offense, and they got it. And uh, that's exactly the kind of player that they need. So for the Los Angeles Kings now, here's the thing that I wonder about. Like, I I wonder about, well, first of all, if you were anyone that still suspected that this team was going through any type of rebuild, despite the fact that last year they brought in Philip Deneau and and Victor Arvidsson, like, let's just end it right now. Like, this is a team that will use prospect capital to get players. This is a team that will use draft pick capital to get players. Uh, as long as Kopitar and Doughty are there, and now Dano is signed for uh, for a long time, as is Kevin Fiala, this is a team that's right back in 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 go for it mode. Um, I I wonder, like I don't think that Rob Blake is done. 
I still think mm-hmm. that Rob Blake, you know, maybe he looks for one more defenseman. Um, you and I talked about this on Hockey Night uh, uh, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, that you know there is uh, there might be some interest in Andrew Kopp there, or there could be a fit with uh, with Andrew Kopp. I know he wants to go back to the Rangers, but we'll we'll see what the summer brings. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't think that the the uh, the Kings are done by a long shot here. What do you think about LA now that they've made this first move? I would agree with you. I don't think they're done either. I, I think there's still more to come. Um, you know, obviously the Avalanche are having their parade today. Um, there's lots of decisions they need to make. I, I wonder if the Kings would have an interest, if, if he doesn't stay in Colorado, with a player like Josh Manson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's somebody I would be curious to see if they would have interest in. Look, they, they're they ahead of the cur- their curve. They, they, got to, they, they got to within a game of the second round. People don't like to go backwards. No, they don't, and I'm sure they feel that injuries was, you know, one of their big undoings here. Yep. Uh, they have a lot of draft picks. They have a lot of prospects, uh, and they can't all play. Uh, I, I wonder if this becomes one of the friskier teams uh, around the NHL in the offseason. Um, so you mentioned Parade Day in, in Denver. Um, congratulations again to the Colorado Avalanche. The one thing that, that someone texted me right away after the Fiala deal, Elliot, was does this mean that should he reach free agency that the Los Angeles Kings are out of the Forsberg sweepstakes? I don't know. I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't assume anything like that. I mean, probably, but I wouldn't assume it. Mm-hmm. it you know, if, if you get a chance to a guy like Philip Forsberg and he wants to come to you, oh, yeah, you're not going to yeah. say no to it. Yep. You're not saying no to that. Is this the beginning of a of a flurry of trades? You think leading I up think, until next Thursday in Montreal? Is, I, I think so. Now, I, I think that, like I just mentioned before I came on the show, um, Toronto sent out a note that if you want to acquire the rights to McKay to jumpstart the process, they're going to listen. Mm-hmm. So we could see that happen, for example. Um, I think that, uh, you know, one thing that happens tomorrow, Jeff, is their bonus is paid tomorrow. It's July 1st. Yeah. So some players who have signing bonuses, not everyone, but some people have their signing bonuses paid for. And so that that will help move some things. Like one player I wonder about, like, Jack, like that is James Van Riemsdyk. He has a million dollar signing bonus. He's five million cash this year, and you know that's you know that's obviously twenty percent of his salary. And I, I, you know Philly's kind of had him out there, and I think teams are there's some interest in him. He scored twenty four goals last year. Um, you know I think that's going to be an interesting one. Um, you know, I, you know what I, I wonder do, about. There, I do just think like, that'll happen. If I can jump in on James Van Riesdyk, let, let me know what you think about this theory. Uh, I wonder about Seattle with him. We know they need goals, too. and there is yeah. an association between Van Riemsdyk and Dave Hoxtall. I, I think it makes perfect sense, Jeff. As usual, like, you know, a lot of your arguments make the opposite of perfect sense, but that makes perfect <laughs> yeah. sense. Like, um, like I, think there's, I think there's a lot yeah. going on out there. I, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of moving parts. I think teams are, are trying to get a handle 
on, you know, there's two weeks to free agency, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, two weeks yesterday. And I I think that, I, I think in the next week, I think a lot of these teams have indicated to their players who are free agents, we'd like to get some clarity. Like, I think, you know, like, for example, I know a lot of people listening in Calgary, they're wondering up what's up with Goudreau. I think that, you know, I think next week could potentially be a big week in terms of, you know, does, you know, when, when does Goudreau make his decision on whether or not he's going to stay? I think teams will want to know sometime next week on what some of their current own free agents are thinking. And so that's going to be a big time. And I think we're getting close on some head coaches. I think Boston, I mean, it could have been yesterday. It might still be today. We'll see. Winnipeg has kind of indicated they're getting close to making their decision. And, you know, one person I, whose name just surfaced is, is Jeff Blashill. And I do think he's got a shot at that job. Um, you know, I, I, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of business being done. And I think also, you know, today's the last, it's te- it's the last day of the contract calendar. And, you know, we could see some changes in, you know, front offices and, and things like that. So, I think there's a lot going on. It's it's a busy, busy time. Craig Anderson. Yeah. Three ups to the Buffalo Sabres, one-year deal, $1.5 million. I, w- I do want to ask you about the goalie market here in a, in a, in a couple of seconds and, and you know, get a, a sort of snapshot uh, from what I understand and curious what, what you've been able to glean as well. But your thoughts on Craig Anderson back at $1.5 million. First of all, I'm just happy that he's healthy enough to come back because I, I do I yeah. do wonder how much of an issue that was and how much of a conversation it was. I mean, how many times did you have the combo? Because I had it a couple of times, which is, is Craig Anderson done now because yeah. of health? So I'm happy that he's healthy enough to play. Uh, I, I am too. Um, uh, you know, like someone sent me a note today, his, his stats aren't very good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, but his, if you listen to a lot of people in that organization, including the young players, they said his impact was was really good on and off the ice, just in terms of the way he practiced, the way he the way he competed, and you know just his overall presence. And I think the Sabers value that. I'm happy to have him back too. I mean, he, he's really had an amazing career if you think about it, Jeff. It's mm-hmm. like just a lot of peaks and valleys, um, challenges. Um, but I've always had a real admiration for super competitive people. And I, he's obviously a super competitive person. I still think the Sabres are in the market for another goalie. And I, I'm curious to see what they do here. Like I look at the goalie market right now. Um, and, you know, Edmonton, um, Toronto, Buffalo, Jersey, Colorado, depending on what happens with Kemper. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen around Vegas. Um, you know, what's Fleury's decision here? You know, there, there's Detroit. I, I think there's a lot of interesting things that that could happen. You know, Toronto, I, I think the Maple Leafs are indicating that their number one piece of business before they really do anything else is just figure out what's going on in goal. And, uh, you know, I just... I. I think I think a lot of people are kind of looking at them and saying, "What's this decision going to be? What's their process going to be?" And 
I, I think it's going to be fascinating. I, you know, I think, you know, one of the big decisions is, is Kemper going to stay in Colorado? Is he going to go somewhere else? And that could be a linchpin for a lot of these decisions. Um, I, I think it's, I think the goaltending market is going to be a really interesting one because I think some teams are going to be aggressive. And I think Toronto's sitting there and saying, that's the number one thing we've got to figure out. The goalie market is fascinating. And I wonder about Jack Campbell with Toronto and should he become an unrestricted free agent? And, you know, we think of teams like New Jersey and we'll think of teams like Detroit as well, even though they have Nadalkovich for one more season. Uh, I wonder about Vili Husso and that decision there with the St. Louis Blues and his decision whether he wants to test and how much interest there is for him. Uh, and yeah, how much of a, I think it's going to be much... really tough for the Blues to keep him. Really uh, I... tough. I think so as well. I think the lure of being a potential number one and getting paid accordingly is a pretty big one. Um, and here, here are the other two. Here are the other two markets that I wonder about for each. I wonder about the Rangers and I wonder about San Jose. Now mm-hmm. it seemed like all season long the Rangers were, and I don't think that they've budged off of this. It'll take a player and a high pick or a prospect to get Georgiev away from the Rangers and obviously as of right now nobody has been prepared to pay that price but I also do now are, are they going to qualify him don't you think that they would I think they probably would but I they they're tight to the cap like I, I think they're trying you know I think it's going to be interesting there um like I think they're trying to keep strong mm-hmm. um and I, I think one of the questions there is term uh, I know, you know, I know Strom loves it there, and I and I know they really think highly of him. I think one of the things they're haggling over there is term. Um, it's like you have to you have to qualify Georgiev at, at a pretty good number, and New York needs all the space they can get, right? Mm-hmm. It's a poker game. Uh, it is, and the the other um, the other the other part of the poker game too, when it comes to goaltenders seems like it's San Jose. And yes. I don't I don't think we know yet because there's no general manager there and that might be the ultimate ultimate answer here which goaltender they're going to move whether it's James Reimer or whether it's Aiden Hill. I don't think that anybody really knows and that just might be because they don't have a GM in place yet. Mm-hmm. But does that sound accurate based on what you've been able to glean as well? Uh, well, I mean, is there any chance it could be Cochinen? I. They have to do a contract with him. Mm-hmm. But I, again, this is based on nothing than a feeling. Other than, I mean, I have a good idea that teams are waiting to see about San Jose and the decision they make on their goaltenders. I, but I have not. Maybe you have. I have not heard Kako's Capo uh, Cochinen's name involved in any of it it's all come down to it comes down to are they moving Reimer are they moving Hill yeah I I agree with you I think those are the big decisions there I'm wondering San Jose is supposed to have a media conference tomorrow to kind of go over their pre-draft plans I'm curious to see if we get any idea on where the GM search is or if it's even close uh, do you have with speaking of goaltenders? Do you have a thought on where the the Maple Leafs are at with with uh, with Jack Campbell? You know, all season long we've been we've been talking about the Cal Peterson deal, and I would imagine that his group wouldn't have come off of that one at all. 
I just don't I just don't get a sense that there's anything really huge going on there. And and I'm trying to figure out if this is I'm trying to figure out like the one thing about Forsberg and it sounds like there's some momentum there between Nashville and and Forsberg. Um like I, I have I have teams telling me they believe that's going to get done on an 8-year number in the 8s and we'll see if they turn out to be right. But I, I like that one people were saying to me that one was always going to come down to the last week always going to come down to it mm-hmm. and they figured that that would get done the Campbell one like Latang too that's another one like I another team said to me last night and I think they're a team that has some interest in them but they said that they think there's a path to a deal between the Penguins and Latang like from what they understand it's not that it's not ridiculously far apart. And so now it's crunch time, right? Now you really get there and you figure out, do you have something? And you just had a deadline that you needed to get force everyone to make a decision. The Campbell one doesn't appear like that. And maybe somebody moves at the last minute and they still have a couple of weeks to figure this out. But it it just, the sense I get is that there's no real momentum there. Like, I think in Forsberg's case, it's been slow, but there's been some building of momentum. In Latang's case, the impression I get is that it's been slow, but there there is something going on there. I don't get that feeling with Campbell. That, you know, it's, it's that there's, there's at least, at least at this point in time, doesn't seem like there's anything really building there. Now, Again, I always say it could change with one phone call. There's still some time here, but it, there certainly seems to appear that, that, that there's nothing building at this point in time as we speak at 1225 Eastern time on Thursday. How noisy is it out there right now? I know there's a coaching like, situation and like the situation. Like, are you talking situation. in my house? Like, is it noisy? Well, no. For the background? We, we, okay. We know it's always between 12 and 12.30. We know that it's uh, particularly noisy. 12 and 12.30 Eastern, we know that it's noisy. I think all of our listeners have uh, become used to that. But I'm just talking about, like, the, the chatter around the, uh, the around the NHL. I mean, leading up to the draft, there's always, and we'll hear about it at the draft, and we've talked about, like, I remember, I think it was with you, um, talking in Vancouver to, uh, to to one team and mentioning the, uh, the uh, that was the origins of the Luchich James Neal deal, you know. And mm-hmm. at that time, it was like, oh, that's a wild one. And then going around that draft too, there was the whole, you know, is Kucherov going to Edmonton? Is Drysaddle going back the other way? Like, there's there's there are wild ones that you hear as things get thrown out, and then there are the ones that actually happen. The Tampa Edmonton one that I just referenced obviously didn't happen, but the Edmonton Calgary one did. How how because that that Vancouver draft was a really noisy draft for rumors. How noisy mm-hmm. is this year? Elite is leading into this year's draft. It's noisy. It's noisy. There's 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 stuff out there, um, but I, I still think you know we still have because of the lateness of free agency, July thirteenth. Mm-hmm. You know, I I still think there's a little bit of we need some clarity on our people. We shall see. Uh, do you have now, a thought just, on... Just, just one thing, you know, I, there, there's obviously a Vancouver audience out there. And yes. they're probably wondering about, you know, everything. Um, uh, just, I, I think it was interesting. I think the, the one thing that the Fiala deal yesterday did was kind of show the market, right? 
And uh, yeah, uh, and you know, I, I had some people who thought that Minnesota did really well. I, had, I mean, it's like any other trade. Some people thought Minnesota did well. I think some people thought that Minnesota could have done more. I mean, whatever. I mean, we're all going to argue these kinds of things. I, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I think if you're, if you're Vancouver right now, you're looking at that and you're saying, we think we should be able to beat that for Miller, if we do mm-hmm. move him. And I think right now that the tips or the scales kind of tip that way. Um, you know, if they do move Besser, I think they would probably be looking for something around there. Um, but. I would think if you're Vancouver and you do decide to move Miller, you're hope you're thinking you're getting more than that. Um, I don't like. I had someone who texted me today, like you hearing anything on Horvat. I'm not. I, I think Vancouver is going to do everything to try to keep that guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there and for the Vancouver audience. Uh, anything for the Calgary audience? You mentioned Johnny Gaudreau and that decision uh, on the horizon. Anything else? I, I think Calgary. I, not really. I, I think that's that's obviously the big one. I think the Flames have a big offer out there for them. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to... I, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat the money that the Flames are offering them, especially with that eight year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Goudreau has a decision to make, and I would assume by the latest we're going to... The, the Flames will probably want to know by next week. Uh, on the spot question for you as we, uh, we bid you good afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. Is there one team that you're most curious about right now? Um, listen, maybe it's the New Jersey Devils who are close and want a goaltender and are involved in uh, a lot of trade rumors. Maybe it's, I don't know, the Philadelphia Flyers that want to reload and get back into this thing. We already talked about the Los Angeles Kings. We've talked plenty about a team like the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks. Which team intrigues you the most out there right now? Uh, actually, I, I would say right now, because I've been thinking about it this morning, is the two Stanley Cup finalists. You know, the, the, the Avalanche have a parade, and then they've got some big decisions to make. Uh, what's McKinnon's next number is going to be? What's Eric Johnson's future? And what's that going to mean for Nachushkin, Kadri, and Manson? Those are going to be three players who, if they hit the market, there's going to be a lot of interest in them. And the other is Tampa. I think they want to keep Palat. So now I'm wondering, Jeff, like, what's the surgery going to be? Mm-hmm. That would be a deep cut to keep them, as we've uh, as we've talked about before. Um, you're not done with me yet. We still have a podcast, and we have the draft, and we have free agency. But for uh, for everything you've done for this show all season long, Elliot, thanks, man. This is the uh, the last one of the season. Uh, you've done just about every single one. I think maybe you've missed a handful, uh, mainly mm-hmm. for travel reasons. But uh, thanks, bud. You've been, uh, as we say in French, comme on dit en français, la première étoile, the first star. Thanks, bud. Well, I just wanted to wish you congratulations, Jeff, on a very successful first season, despite your uh, leadoff guest. I'm I'm the anti-Ricky <laughs> Henderson hitting in the leadoff position. Uh, but I just wanted to say you had a great year, and uh, I'm really happy for you. And also, I listened this morning in Calgary as uh, Dean Molberg signed off yes. there, and uh, I didn't know if Dean was going to be able to make it. Uh, but, you know, the one thing I wanted to say about Dean is – the way he went out uh, telling the new morning show there, like it's your own slate and it's don't listen, don't listen to any negativity and, and be yourselves and do it. Like it's, it's a great piece of advice. Like um, 
You know, I've always believed that when you move on for a place or, or you move on for a show, you don't criticize from, from afar. You wish everybody good luck and you support them. And Dean, you did a great job out there. And I thought the way that you uh, said goodbye was, and with that advice was awesome. So um, Jeff, congratulations. And Dean, congratulations. And Jeff, we'll see you next season. And Dean, we'll see you in your next adventure. And uh, Elliot, we'll talk to you tonight as we do another podcast. And to uh, to Dean, a very classy way um, to go out. And also, I, I believe, you know, most of us have always felt this way. You don't judge someone by how they enter. You judge uh, how they exit. And Dean exited uh, in a very classy way. Well done. Thanks, Fridge. All right. Take care, bud. There he is. Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night and 32 Thoughts, the blog and the podcast.